0: Welcome to episode 212 of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Our guest today is Rob Blackburn. Rob is a history, civics, and language arts elementary school teacher. He is a graduate of the Illinois State University with a BA in English, Language Arts, and Teacher Education. He also happens to be an emerging physical medium here in the United States who sits regularly with the AREI Circle of the Masters of the Light. I met Rob last month at the AREI's Afterlife Symposium in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's a great guy. I'm happy to call him my new friend, and I'm really excited that we get to talk to him on the show today. So Rob Blackburn, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio.
1: Thank you. It's wonderful to be on. Absolutely wonderful. I've enjoyed the show. I've w- I've listened to, I think every episode. So no I am kidding. a super fan. I am. I am a fan. Oh, I have no So it's no a thrill idea. to be on the show. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Idea. That's so cool. Well, I remember laying eyes on you at the symposium, and there's a book that was put out about all the speakers and attendees, and you happened to point out that we
1: were on the same page. So That's right. That's right. Literally and figuratively, we are on the same page. In fact, that's correct. what I said when I came up today. I'm like, look at that. We're on the same page.
0: <laughs> well, when I met you then, it's like I, I know I had read uh, the bio about you being a presenter and I thought oh I got to catch up with this guy but when I was standing right next to you I never put two and two together that you were the guy I wanted to meet for yeah you know, I was just another fan I was... story. <laughs> you know, well, yeah but anyways it was just cool and then the obviously the symposium was fantastic wasn't it
1: oh yeah oh it was amazing and uh just so many cool things have already come out of it you know I mean not not only um you know are we connecting but a lot of people are connecting through, uh, say, for instance, the interest groups that Wendy uh is helping to establish. So a lot of that's happening as well, um, you know, getting people together just as they said they were wanting to do uh, so that they can, uh, in their many interests, pursue, uh, you know, and, and, and move forward, you know, not only connecting with each other, but also uh, finding ways to grow in their various fields, whether mm-hmm. it be... You know, um, mental mediumship, physical mediumship, uh, the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, where uh, the 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 oh, uh, past life studies. I'm sorry, That's a little okay. mind, yeah, a little uh, trip there. Um, yeah, so uh, where they? So I uh, myself got a past life regression while I was at the symposium. So that that piqued my interest. Oh, very. But yeah, cool. so many people are coming together for. Uh, you know, learning and growing and seeing, um, you know, what can come from their own personal experience and connecting with others. So wow. it, it continues. The Symposium Love Fest continues.
0: Oh, I, I just can't wait to see what the future holds and be part of it. Now, I didn't know about Wendy Zamet and the interest groups. Is that something she's doing uh, in the Facebook group?
1: Yes, she is. So she's connecting to the Facebook group. There's Afterlife? But she
0: I'm interrupting you. I can't remember what the name no. of the f- Facebook group is. The
1: uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to like maybe p- uh, post that. Um, the this the well, I'll get back to you on that. The yeah, exact name of after- it. afterlife research I just it and, and education. Yeah. yeah, it's from the AREI. The after-
0: and you know who's mm-hmm. who you who's listening as our um, listener today. Underneath this episode, if you're listening on um, YouTube. It's probably the easiest way. Just scroll down beneath the episode, and I will have a link to that, so it'll be easy to find. Or you can go to we don't die radio dot com, click on episode two one two, and that'll bring you there as well. Because as great as the symposium was, it is I think more important to bring this information and have it alive in our lives, and share it with others, and have this great community of people um, up to the same thing as opposed to just waiting for once a year that we get together and talk about it. Like we want to talk about mm-hmm. it all the time.
1: Yeah. The name of it is the Afterlife Discussion, so A-R-E-I Afterlife Discussion. Oh, thank and, you so uh, that's, much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just looked it up right here, um, and uh, it is a linked group. I think Suzanne Wilson, one of the founders of A-R-E-I, um, she is one of those people, the members are all on there. So, you know, you have to, um, ask to join. You can't just pop on. It's not necessarily public where you can see what's going on. You have to okay. ask to come in, but I don't think that's a hard process for anybody. Uh, and then, you know, the interest group she created, uh, or established while we were there, she, uh, during the sessions and they had several sessions and those are the ones I mentioned already, the physical mediumship, um, and the mental mediumship the Instrumental Transcommunication Group, and uh, I think that was it. I think those are the main ones. But there are others. So those are like springboards for other interest groups. And one of the platforms they're going to use, the pro- well, actually, the platform they're going to use for this is the Zoom technology, which is like a group Skype. Cool. And so people are able to get on and connect um, at, through these through these Zoom groups and um and then she's training us to run these things and so we can sort of proliferate it. And so I'll train somebody else to, to run one and it'll just spread that way.
0: How this fun. Way people, yeah. I don't know too much about mm-hmm. Zoom, but Suzanne Wilson and I are going to be doing a webinar in December on grief and the afterlife around the holidays and it's going to be on zoom so i must zoom to figure this out um but i don't think (laughs) it'll be too hard but anyways i'm glad there's there's ways to do it so rob let's hear about rob how Well, a little bit about you where do you live and uh maybe a little bit of your background i know i said what you do for a living but maybe say it in your own words
1: sure sure i live in illinois i live in central illinois not too far away from uh, Bloomington, normal, and uh, I've lived. I grew up in Peoria. Um, I lived there for uh, probably eight, was eighteen years, and then I moved out. I lived in Vermont. I lived in uh, Pennsylvania. I've lived in Chicago, but I eventually moved back here. Uh, my mother was diagnosed with uh, lung and lymphomic cancer, and so I moved back here with my wife and my young son, and I got a job here in uh, well, in Peoria. And uh, my my father took care of my mother through that process, and so we continued to live. My father passed away in 2004 of a heart attack, and it was around that time. Now, I had been listening. I've been a longtime fan of of paranormal radio type type programs, mm-hmm. and that would include Art Bell and right. uh, Coast to Coast AM back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. And uh, so it's a thrill to have George Norrie. He was at the symposium, of course, and that was a, that was a super thrill. Uh, but I had, you know, I learned about EVP, and this was back in the early 2000s. And because he did his ghost to ghost show, or he did some of whatever shows, he had the 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 um, people came on to share their EVPs, and that fascinated me. Um, I I had prior experiences as a child, supernatural sorts of experiences, but I had no context for it whatsoever. But as an adult, uh, I decided, well, you know what, I'm going to try working some of this EVP and see what happens. I was a bit traumatized from my father's passing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it was, yeah, as, as those can be, those passings can be traumatizing. And uh, so my mother and father are both gone. My sister was still in town. My brother lived somewhere else. So I didn't have a lot of family except my immediate family. So uh, I wanted to reach out. I wanted to see if I could connect to my father, connect with my mother. And, uh, and the experiments proved to be pretty successful from the start. Now, not successful by today's standards, but in those standards, I was able to hear this and that, and that was enough to convince me that there was something going on. And that was my first steps into uh, instrumental transcommunication.
0: So you did, you heard voices on recordings.
1: Mm-hmm. In fact, the first voice I heard was my mother's voice. And really? she had a strong whispery, yeah, it was a strong whispery class A. It would be considered a class mm-hmm. A by the old standard. And she said, prepare, is what she said. Prepare. I'm like, well, prepare for what? <laughs> like, <laughs> can you help me out? Like, what? What am I supposed to be pre- be prepared for? Right. So, I kind of ominous, right? Yeah. But uh, and I I heard from you know other beings. I, I developed a a um, uh, relationship with a group of beings that I was communicating with. Um, and this I must have experimented for, I would say three three years all by myself. I didn't connect with anybody else. I just did serious research, well serious research. I did my own research in my house. And uh, my wife would have said that I was a bit obsessive about it as people tend to get when they get into the field. And uh it was um it was strange because the transformation that took place for me was that eventually and not through not because it was schizophrenia or something like that which you know, when you start hearing voices, you, you you think that you might think that kind of thing. But the experimentation with the EVP allowed me to develop my mental mediumship. And that was clairaudience of all things, clairaudience. And I was able to hear the voices of these individuals, of individuals, without actually recording them. And it would come in, and it still does, it comes in like like a like a radio like a like a uh, someone's flipping a radio on and hear these voices come in it's often at best it can be very clear at worst it's like static and that was that's what first developed was this mental mediumship and that was uh that was it was shocking because i was able to hear um individuals are coming in. i didn't know what to do with it i had no idea how to do with it what to do with it um I, my first thought was, okay, what can I, what can I learn from these people that right. are communicating with me? And so I uh, just I, I, I met a group of individuals through this clairaudience audience that wanted to communicate with me and, and, and were kind of introducing me to um, you know the process. Meanwhile, through this, around 2007, 2008, uh, I went to the spiritualist church in Leroy illinois because i was seeking some like-minded people mm-hmm. and i figured why not the spiritualist right why
0: not <laughs>
1: yeah and so i met with some people over there that knew an individual by the name of dr craig hogan ah and he, i know craig yeah. hogan
0: <laughs> as does yeah. one who was at the afterlife symposium mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and he uh, i i had a chance he i heard that he was starting a physical mediumship circle now, I didn't at the time know what physical mediumship was. Uh, I looked it up, and, and there was, you know, scant information online about it at the time. Uh, you know, names popped up that were famous names. that still pop up now when you look it up. Right. But I I, I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to go to some of his um, interest circles. So, like his, uh, I call them interest circles, I guess, but it were meetups. So, he had people go over there and practice, like, mental mediumship or mm-hmm. have conversations about the app. He still does this. And uh but you know, I joined up his physical circle as soon as I could. So the first meeting, I was at that meeting um, with a number of other people. There must have been twenty people there. And the first the first meeting we did was was pretty spectacular, but he thought that it wasn't controlled, it wasn't as controlled as it needed to be. And when he instituted some controls, um the activity that we got immediately stopped.
0: Now wait a minute, back up. What do you mean it was pretty mm.
1: spectacular in the beginning? Like, well, can the you table paint the was rocky. There's yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. people in a yeah, room? This, so, you hear about 20 people in this, and he has this, he had a, la- a rather large, uh, probably century or so old house mm-hmm. uh, near uh, ISU in, in um, Normal. And we all went upstairs to this room, which is basically sort of like an attic space, mm-hmm. and a bedroom, but it's an attic space. And there must have been, like I said, about fifteen to twenty people in this room around a big table, and we all sat in there. And the table was rocking like crazy on its own. Uh, to well, presumably on its own, right? And and I, I entered a long time ago. I I I came into this uh, afterlife studies very skeptical,
0: right?
1: You know, and you can relate to that completely. Oh, you know, if heck yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if yeah. It seems so, too good I to mean, be true.
0: Was, it probably is. Yeah.
1: Right, right. So we have to be very critical. Mm-hmm. So Craig as well, very much so. I think everybody in this field, I mean, the Zamets, you know, pride themselves on their um, deductive, uh, you know. It. So we're up there and the table's rocking like mad and it's answering questions, they're rocking back and forth and such. And Craig sort of raised an eyebrow to that. He's like, Okay, this is interesting, but let's put some controls on it. Let's put, let's make sure that it is, um, you know, there's, uh, I think he used um, glow-in-the-dark tape, because the room has to be completely black, right, and, and, and uh, no light in it. And so he put glow, uh, glow-in-the-dark tape and monitored where people's hands were to make sure that they were on the table, not underneath oh, it. Not and not manipulating to... it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he did that, the activity ceased. So not to say that there was fraud intentionally. Mm-hmm. But I think um, there's a human nature element there, that that when something's moved, I don't know. So whatever it was, it stopped. Okay, I'm not going to go any further with that. But whatever it was, it stopped, and the numbers cut in half. So people didn't want to be a part of it um, if they couldn't do it the way they wanted to do it, and so it would really dwindle down to a few of us. Now, um, the wonderful people at the Spiritualist Church, I'm not. Painting a dark picture of them whatsoever, whatsoever. The great people, mm-hmm. um, uh, but you know, it, it wasn't something they were interested in doing. If they didn't do it, the, perhaps a traditional way. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the case was, the numbers cut in half. There was only a few of us there, maybe ten, mm-hmm. and then it dwindled down to I think about eight or seven of us, and we, and that I was then a permanent member of this physical circle.
0: And when did and it start? We when was
1: this? Around like I don't want to say about two thousand eight.
0: This is around a while now, Rob. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so it was, so we wanted to sit consistently. Okay. And so we sat, we sat once a week. I think it was either on a Saturday or Sunday. And uh, and that circle um, changed over time. And um, and the circle, the physical circle, was taken many different forms. Um, you know, we've had many different members. hmm so over the over the years, um, there has been breaks. There have been times where the circle's focus went to more mental mediumship. So it hasn't been a consistent circle for you know a number of years. But it was for the most part, it's been uh, uh, you know a physical circle. So the development part, whenever that kicked in for me personally, I can't say. I know that they started working with members of the physical circle. Um, they must have, because phenomena was taking place little bits here and there. Okay, now there's but people, it wasn't, I hate to interrupt mm-hmm. you, there's
0: people that no, no, don't know really what physical mediumship is. Um, maybe not an easy thing to just sum up in a couple of sentences. Sure. Um, but stuff happens.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> stuff moves.
1: Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in, in short, it's it's uh, where uh, these unseen, unseen forces, the mm-hmm. team, presumably, is manipulating the energy, either theirs or the sitters, usually both, in order to manipulate objects in the room. Now, there, you know, there's a, there's a good conversation about what's happening now in physical mediumship, and that's a great thing to talk about. Uh, but at the time, so what, I think what they do, and where it's more revealed now, what they do is they work with energy. Mm-hmm. That means their energy and the energy of the sitters. And they use that energy to manipulate objects in the room, but they also use that energy to transform the sitters. They transform the sitters into um, better conduits of of the energy they want to push through. So they either have greater control or they're planting, they're coming up with their own ideas as to what they want to do with the people that are involved. Because they're they're I don't want to say puppet masters, but they're a bit like that, where they're planning out and deciding how best to use certain individuals, and um, so they're developing the sitters. And whoever then they decide, okay, this person to be best for this, or this person would be best for that. That's that's how they'll do it. Whether someone becomes a trans medium, where a, where an unseen uh, 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 personality is speaking through them, mm-hmm. or someone becomes a physical medium in the sense of a uh, you know, being able to uh, facilitate um, ectoplasm, and then ectoplasm is then manipulated and used by the team to to lift objects or speak, creating an ectoplasmic voice box or whatever it might be. But now, you know, th- that seems to be the that seems to be the thing that they're doing. They're using energy in order to not only entertain the sitters, but to work use that energy then in some way to help develop the um, physical mediums.
0: I, I get this picture that as much as we are trying to get proof of the afterlife on our side, there's this whole team of invisible folks that are using the people willing to try to say, Hey, we're here. This is what we can do. Um, you know, like, let's work together. And I personally have sat with David Thompson, Scott Milligan a few times and. Taking a course in trans mediumship over at Arthur Finley College. And you know, on the show, we've talked to Robin Foy and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Jan Vandersandy and, you know, all this, I am 100% convinced in the reality of physical mediumship. And, you know, I do get that there's a lot of room for skepticism because, uh, happens in the dark most of the time. Um, there have been people. Have done really fraudulent things, preying on grieving mm-hmm. people. Um, but to me, it's like one of the things I am most fascinated by. So yeah, to, me too. Um, to yeah. get that you're my new friend here in the United <laughs> States, and you've been sitting <laughs> and something's building. It's like oh, I want to hear your story.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's you know over the years there's been different kinds of phenomena. Um, some of the earliest phenomena that we had uh, was lights, okay? So little little lights that would pop or, sh- or, or, or um, like little starbursts, that yeah. kind of thing. That seems to be the m- most elementary kinds of things. Um, but as for, you know, it's very subtle. They'll work on you. They'll build the energy in the room. They'll work on you. You won't realize you're being worked on. It seems to be the more intense work when they really are working with a physical medium for development, they're going to do a lot of work on the nervous system. The nervous system seems to be the, the body system that they really need to uh, adjust uh, and, and make sure that that is the way they want it to be. Um, They've even talked about, and this is, they've talked about it with other circles too, but they talked about it with ours. Um, They talk about uh, manipulating us on a molecular level or changing us on on a molecular level. And that, that's like wow, you know, we can kind of comprehend what that is, but we really don't understand what that means. So they're they're altering our physical bodies in order to help facilitate the energies that they want to bring in uh, from the other side. Well,
0: who's talking when you say they're telling us? Who is? Do you have somebody that's a medium there speaking? Are you speaking?
1: Well, we we have we have different. Um, that's a great question. We have uh, different ways and means of getting their information across. So, one of the best, I think, is through the direct evidential kind of table knocking that we can ask yes or no questions. And the yes or no questions are answered you know, that way. Um, we also have um, confirmation from uh, mental mediums. Uh, outside the circle, Suzanne Wilson. Mm-hmm. Suzanne Wilson has commented and she's worked with her um, her team and conveyed information to us. We also have a very good um, uh, mental mediumship that is, that is sitting with us, Vicki. And she, we have other, you know, everybody at the table's uh, a medium, you know, and, and they're, and, but she is especially good at connecting with the team. Mm. And, what, and how we know uh, what she's saying is, what she's conveying is accurate, is that she will get an impression from the team an idea, um, images, even a statement, and uh, the table will will knock. We will have, then, a physical uh, manifestation that takes place to validate what she's saying. So it's not like we're sort of, you know, getting ideas and just running with the ideas. That's extremely dangerous, right, because we could run ourselves right down a rabbit hole, right, and be very far from the truth. But it, it seems to be... Hmm.
0: When you say the table knocks is it a table that's mm-hmm. on a a hardwood surface and that it's you know like it bangs once for yes and twice for no or something like that?
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, a bit like that. Yeah, so it's essentially a larger table. Um it's a larger table like a death table type table. It's mm-hmm. um well, I shouldn't say it's that big, but it it's, it's larger than your typical yeah. It's larger than your typical séance table which uh is, tends to be very light um and and you know be able to be manipulated very easily by the team so we have a larger table yes and it knocks um repeatedly so we don't really have a you know one for yes two for no kind of thing it's more like no is nothing and yes is a number of bangs that's wild so, yeah and and they have um and it's 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 really weird uh, you know yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's you know cuz you know, this, it's, it's, you know, even after all these years, it's difficult to kind of get, to, to get over it. You know, you really can't ever get over it because in our normal daily lives, we see an object hits another object and makes a sound. You know, we tend to correlate those two things. And it's not here. There, you know, sometimes sounds happen. That they, there's no it's not even on the table. It's like a popping noise. Like the air is enveloped into itself and makes a noise um, and that kind of thing. So but, yeah, it's for the, the validation comes from uh the physical manifestations and the and of course uh preceded by the information that vicky gets and it's not just vicky it's it's ann and sally as well that, that that can get the information but that's just one source um i you know i sit in the cabinet so i'm not yeah, let's to talk a about lot of the cabinet it. okay <laughs> um traditionally yeah, yeah. Traditionally, as your as your as your listeners will know, if they're familiar with physical mediumship, yep. um, it is just a it is a space apart from the circle um, that usually is a curtain or something that closes it off. Where traditionally, energy is, um, and I know this for absolute fact because I felt it, I feel it every week, is uh, congealed, so to speak, or it is a, it is massed inside that that space. Um, it's it's like a protective space within the circle mm-hmm. space, right? And in, within that space, then the, the the development can happen. Now, later on, when um, you know if if there's ectoplasmic manifestation and whatnot, they'll tend to um, use that as a place where the ectoplasm can kind of come out of the cabinet and then can come back into the cabinet, keeping the medium safe, right? Keeping the medium apart. It doesn't, and they don't necessarily have to sit in the cabinet. But for development, uh, um, I find it absolutely necessary because, in my, in my limited experience, really, I mean, uh, it, it, the energy builds in that space, and and um, it's it's it helps very much. Because I've sat outside a cabinet in development and yes. sat inside a cabinet in development, and inside, it's far more accelerated. You can really feel it all around. The distractions aren't there. Just concentrated um, can, energy. hmm Yes. Yeah. Very much so.
0: Did you ever think, as a teacher, you'd be talking about seances and
1: ectoplasm? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, oddly enough, I'm kind of an I'm kind of I don't talk about that kind of thing in the classroom. No, uh, but you I, know, I since didn't I teach that. ancient history, yes, I, since I teach ancient history and I teach, uh, you know, about the Neolithic Paleolithic period, I, you know, we touch on these shamanistic traditions, and I tend to think in the back of my mind. You know you know this sort of thing was going on has been going on since the beginning of human experience yes I can't I, I just can't imagine I'm wondering if if on top of those ziggurats you know in Sumer or in Babylon um you know in those temple spaces whether or not priests were were set and 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 exuded ectoplasm you know and, and, and then you know there's guides would come through and and take take that ectoplasm over their bodies and speak to them I mean you got to wonder about, we have no proof of that, of course, but you got to wonder. got to wonder about, uh, you know, the connections it has and the implications it has on human history. So, yeah, I never talk about it, but it, it haunts the back of my mind. Just oh, the of course,
0: of course. And I remember, I don't know if it was Craig Hogan or someone else talking about, was it Dan Aykroyd who's had relatives that were into spiritualism? And so when- well, he's a Mm. You go, no, but when the movie came out, um, and talking about ectoplasm, you know, that that's mm-hmm. where the word came from. Because, is that the story? Yeah. Something like that?
1: Well, Ghostb- he, Ghostbusters. Fifth, yeah, he's like a, fit, Dan Aykroyd's a fifth generation um, spiritualist. spiritualist. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say he comes from a fifth generation okay. spiritualist family. His father um, wrote a book on spiritualism and his experiences. No so people kidding. can Google that up. Mm-hmm. So, Dan Aykroyd has, has had a deep, uh, familiar relationship with um, the the, uh, the supernatural, and specifically um, the the religion of spiritualism, or, you know, the, the science of spiritualism, however you want yeah. to so call it. so the movie it. Ghostbusters so, yeah, come he's... out,
0: and we associate ectoplasm with this green, slimy stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in reality... That's the
1: comedian. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's
0: great. But it, it's yeah. so exciting to me, because to someone who is never experienced this and especially the first time i went to england to the uk to sit with uh, scott milligan david thompson in seances you know i was scared to death i'm like what am i doing this is yeah it's <laughs> telling me stuff's gonna fly around and you know people can be uh, you know appear even though it's dark but they can touch you yeah. and talk to you and it could be your relatives and i thought what what is going on here like i but i had to go i ha- I had to see is this real yeah. and beyond a shadow of a doubt the things that i experienced and i've talked to as you know about it on the show it's like it is mm-hmm. real so i'm so excited because i Right now, you know, there's a handful of people that we hear about that are physical mediums out in the world. And I have this really strong instinct, uh, talking to Robin Foy and Jan Vandersandy that there are these groups that are around the world that are sitting just like you are mm-hmm. and, and things, you know, sitting for physical mediumship. And it's
1: exciting to hear
0: your journey. Yeah.
1: I- it and it, um, it's and it's just beginning. You know the, yeah. the how long they've been working with me personally, um, I can't say. You know how long will really, it be all before? Your life. Who knows? You know, yeah, who know? Right? I mean, we don't know. And um, and it, it, it's it's mind blowing. And if people are open to it, that's the thing. You know, anybody can sit. And if like minded, loving people sit for the right intentions, mm-hmm. and they and they keep us keep a schedule. And keep all the drama outside the séance door, mm-hmm. and they sit in love, you know. And then the process of, uh, of you know, whatever protocols they choose to use, um, you know, which you know, there's there's a standard protocol, but um, and they sit and they laugh and they sing and they ask for spirit to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, spirit will eventually manifest itself, however, in whatever way, will manifest itself. Now, you know, the huge part of that is coming together out of love coming together out of cooperation, unity,
0: yep.
1: and not for, it is not a, it is not for self-aggrandizing. It's not for, um, you know, any kind of self-benefit.
0: Right. It
1: is opening yourself up to be used by spirit. Um, and that was that's the thing, you know, you want to, see, you want to say, <sighs> you know, it's like in a classroom, how can I be of best use to these kids? Exactly. How can I, how can I make that difference? Yeah. Yeah. How can I serve? And and the thing is, it's a blast, right? It's a blast anyway. So you're going to have fun along the way. Whether you know what you're doing, it doesn't. It matters, but uh, whatever they have you do, it's it's going to be fun.
0: And one of the best uh, and
1: mind blowing
0: energy generators is laughter. So I had no mm-hmm. idea when I went that it, it's just it's going on one year. Actually, uh, it was our United States Thanksgiving last year that I was in my very first seance room and uh and the laughter and singing Christmas carols and singing like I will survive and I'm thinking you gotta be kidding me this is fun <laughs> and it's in yeah. the dark but it's fun.
1: Yeah, and and that's and you know not all of it's in the dark. So we have we have um there are there are physical mediums now that are working exclusively with as Robin Floyd would tell you. Um, working with energy, yes. um, you know, the energy form, which, uh, you know, I was thinking about it, famous physical mediums in the past where they could work in white light, there was no evidence of ectoplasm, mm-hmm. at least in certain instances, um, and D.D. Hume would be one of these, the mid-19th century, late-19th century physical medium who is was one of the most spectacular of all time, known to have levitated out a window and come yes. back through another window. Right. Yeah. And another thing, worked with um Crooks, the um the 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 English um scientist and proved to him, you know, without a shadow, with, beyond honest, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Um and he must have worked in energy because there was no ectoplasm there. Now there could be in other instances where he sat and they could exude it and he did that. But as for being in the white light, there might not have been. So energy mediumship might be very old. You know, it might be akin to, actually, the kind of energy that they're... Now, Robin Foy's experience is, I think, spectacular, and that's a different kind of energy if you read, you know, when you read his books, Witnessing the Impossible, uh, or, or read the um, uh, the, the, the account in, in Skull Experiment, different kind of thing. But under other circumstances, the same kind of energy could be used or has been used in, in places that are supposedly haunted. You have the same kind of phenomena that takes place. You have the levitation of objects. You have the banging on the wall. Right. And this is not ectoplasm. This is energy coming from another place or being taken from the people that are living there. So this currency of energy might be very accessible to the other side. Now, that being said, imagine if that energy was focused with an intent and a team behind it, right? And now you have someone who could facilitate this energy from the other side on their own in order to produce phenomena. And that, to me, is that the energy side of physical mediumship is absolutely fascinating, you know? We're so focused on the ectoplasm, but the energy work, is, I think, can be just as phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and I think, based on it being... 2017 almost 2018 if i was in the spirit world i would say okay folks you know we need some more things that are out of the dark you know too many Mm -hmm. people you know to to really have this be real and have people want to get involved um let's see what can happen under light um yeah yeah, so it's great so can we talk about how you're being used like in your development now uh at some point somebody said you know let's put rob in the cabinet right
1: Yeah, well, yeah, right. So um, there were um, indications of of ectoplasm uh, previously. Oh yeah, Um, and there were indications that had been used. Um, I think um, uh, there was Suzanne Wilson. I had a reading with Suzanne Wilson back. uh, It was two symposiums ago, and you know we'd been sitting in the physical circle, and I had not presumed to think that I was being used in that way. But she said to me, um, she said, well, you're, you know, you're a mental medium, you know, you have a clear audience. But I said, you know, she said, but you have the ectoplasm, you know, and the it ect- looks like the ectoplasm had been used, um, but then you kind of turned it off because you were concerned about the safety of the group, that you were protecting the circle. So you kind of tu- you turned it off. Huh. And I, of course, I had, I didn't know what she was talking about. Like, I thought that, that um, you know... There have been times where um, I had gone into a trance, but, you know, I, I may not have realized it because I popped back out and we were in the dark. So ectoplasm could have been exuded, but I but it wasn't like it was phenomenal. It wasn't like David Thompson or anything developed. Right. It wasn't anything super developed, but they were fiddling around with it. And and so that, to me, you know, um, was an indication that maybe we should try you know, working in that way, working for, um, physical development, you know, uh, getting it, you know, getting a cabinet and, uh, and Craig, you know, put together a cabinet and started sitting in a cabinet. And wouldn't you know it, it, as soon as I get into the cabinet, I'm, I'm being taken into trance and they begin working with me, um, to develop, working on the nervous system, working on the body system, develop, uh, the, the physical manifestation. Now, the most of what we're getting in the circle is is probably energy. Is energy um, most likely energy for right now? But um, it you know, oddly enough, well maybe not oddly. More recently, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I say oddly enough, like, like, odd. like that matters anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Way. Like that matters in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in the circle, and I'm uh, I'm taken. So it's hard to describe. But when you're taken into trance, for me, it's. It, it begins as something cold. It, it, you can feel like almost a cold over your skin a little bit. It's like you can know their presence are there. I know that sounds really not too cold, but it feels like there's a layer of just something a little colder on your skin. Mm-hmm. And then I can feel it. It's sort of like a, a kind of a, a warm um, uh, energy kind of moving through your body. You get sort of lethargic. Um, and you begin to go into a light trance. And from that light trance then, um, you just you just knocked out. you you cease to exist in the sense consciously. When that happens, you can't you don't know that it happened. Right. It just happened. And for me, and as well as another physical mediumship that I was talking to, it was um, Jan Vanderson's um, van his physical medium. he we kind of connected uh, Brian and I, and we were talking about our mutual experience and he was echoing mm-hmm. the same thing and saying, you know, he kind of in the beginning, and maybe it's different for everybody, but uh, for us anyway, we were kind of going in and out. We're going in and out, so we're we're a, we're we're in a semi trance, and then we're out, and then back into semi trance, and then and then um, you know back out to where we're not conscious anymore. And when you're not conscious, you don't know that you're not conscious. It's like you're being blacked out, like like anesthetized, you know, anesthetized. You, you're out. And so I was. I think this most recently here. Um, this happened before. I maybe mean, this is what Susan um, was talking about. Um, I felt sense coming. So I was. I was in a semi trance at this point. I was. I maybe put in that trance state so I can feel it. So they can tell me what they were doing. I can feel. I can feel. This one, I can feel something coming out of my um, left nostril.
0: How about that? And then,
1: yeah. And then I felt. Then kind of, uh, and then I felt something coming out of my right nostril. Huh. where they're where they're expecting, think what they're doing, and so they're moving that, and it felt not like water coming out of your nose. Okay, it didn't feel like that. Now I maybe I I don't have much experience in talking to other physical mediums and what they think it what what feels like what. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for the most part, people are out when that kind of thing takes place. But what was coming out probably wasn't super solid, but it certainly wasn't, you know, um, not solid. Right. And it was very clearly something coming out. And I'm in a a paralyzed kind of state. I'm in a semi-trance. I can feel it coming out. And then, you know, um, again, like I said, you pop in and out of consciousness. So these early stages of physical development, which are basically undocumented, um, except amongst physical mediums that want to talk about it, which is really fascinating when we talk about these interest groups, people actually communicating these things. You're, I think you're going in and out. Now, for more developed mediums like Milligan and Thompson, they're out completely, pre- presumably, and when the, f- when the phenomena takes place. Or, they, you know, they've been developed in a different way. But in the beginning, at least, uh, where I'm at, Um, You, you know, you, you pop in and out, in and out of consciousness. And afterwards, after you're done, and we have a kind of a pattern with our circle, we play music uh, and and like an hour and a half of music. And at the end of that hour and a half, with the last song, that's when we're done. They generally get me up and move me out of that trance state by the last song. Afterwards, I'm pretty wiped out. Um, Sure. Yes. uh, I have a deep sensitivity to light light is really harsh, even after, even a half hour afterwards, my, my sensitivity to light is really, um, severe. Um, luckily I wear glasses and and it helps a little bit, uh, because I have like the tinted glasses kind of thing and helps a little Mm -hmm. bit protect the eyes. But, um, uh, you know, I, your body is worn out the next day. Like when I'm teaching the next day at school, I'm just, oh, I gotta, I gotta drink some more extra coffee. I'm just, I'm physically worn out. So whatever they do, Taxes the body quite a bit, uh, initially. Uh, we eat a couple bits of candy. We eat little, like little Twix bar or a little Kit Kat bar after, afterwards. Everybody in the circle does. It's a ritual we have, but that's very <laughs> helpful, you know, to get that little candy uh, at the at the end of the the seance. But yes. yeah, the early stages of this is is very taxing on the body. Um, well, uh, I think
0: that continues because even Scott says he's wiped out, and he says any of these. So-called physical mediums out there that are demonstrating—you uh, know—every night this week, I'm doing a seance, you know, and they're vomiting gemstones and things like that. They, like, they may not be the real deal, <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah, th- there's a lot of that going on.
1: Um, I wish I could vomit gemstones. Uh, be...
0: <laughs> well, I don't think they're real gemstones, but
1: <laughs> no, the, I know. I just say that—that th- th- seems Christmas to be early this year. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm I, kidding.
1: I, that that's. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, you know, because it's not, it
1: seems a little dubious, right? It seems a little dubious. It
0: it does. And then you look at the price tag um, of how much it costs to go to one of these seances. And, you know, sometimes it just screams inauthentic (laughs) to me. So, um, and it's only because I've actually been with Scott Milligan's seance and David Thompson that I feel like, um, I don't want to say authority, but I have trust um, that it's the real deal, you know. Mm-hmm. So I haven't explored the others, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe they yeah, can step step, vomit right? gemstones and stuff. But anyways, bottom line is, I know from Scott, because I know him better than David, that um, yeah, he's exhausted. He's wiped out. I mean, this is really mm-hmm. a physical, hence the term physical mediumship. I mean, it, it takes a toll on the body.
1: Yeah, Brian. As what Brian and Ozzie both have a devoted um, sitting space in our in our houses. So we were talking about this. I was moved to create a séance room in my house cool. to sit in. And the team told me it was over the summer. They said they want me to sit. They wanted me to sit for two hours. Wow. Um, and they at that time two hours every other day or like three days a week, something like that. Um, and so they wanted to do some development. So I I basically fixed this room up in my basement. Um, set it up as I knew to do the fans room and sat and, and sat and it, they were knocking me out just as they do in, um, the, uh, in the cabinet. Um, and, uh, that has been main since this summer. Um, that don't sit as much. I because during the school year and I, uh, you know, I really can't come home and do it. I'm too wiped out, but I do it on, I do it on the afternoon. Um. And here, you know, this is interesting. Uh, you know, occasionally I get phenomena in the room, and because I'm clairaudient, they guide me through. Sometimes they tell me everything's great, everything's looking, so communicate. the team will communicate with me clairaudiently and tell me what's going on, and which is a, which is a benefit. Um, and that's fascinating in and of itself. It's not validating, because I can't validate that. I can only say that this is what I heard, right? Mm. So... To me, I just, I hold that personally. I hold that to myself. But I don't really share a lot of what they're saying because I'm, I'm not convinced because I don't have the validation that they are, Right. you know, who they say. So I'm very careful about that, but I take it all in. But if I take a nap afterwards, if I'm really wiped out, like the other day, I sat down, I uh, laid down after this, after I sat for, for about half, um, I, tried to take a nap, um, my whole body was like it was. there were bugs crawling on it, like the, me tangling all of all over my skin. Wow. Um, and to, despite that, I was rolling around and I got a little bit of a cat nap, but toward the end of it, um, uh, my brain, or my, like it's again, nervous system, brain, sort of, I don't know what they are, um, but they're like these little brain zaps that literally feels like your head is being shocked with, with electricity wow. voltage, I guess. I don't know. If yes. And so uh clearly, uh, you know, not a good idea to take a nap after a sitting because the nervous system work that they're doing, um, is, you know, very And, um, you know, if you were to take a nap afterwards, it's not, there are these, there are these physical, um, physical um, manifestations take place just in your own body, changes in your body due to their work that are not mapped out, that no one tells and that we're kind of learning firsthand as we go along. And it's not for the faint of heart, and it's certainly not for anybody that wants to have a kosher all the time with their body. Um, There will be odd things that take place um, with the physical body. Uh, Some people get burns, some people get Other physical effects, uh, you know, like a rash on their skin. Uh, Odd things happen when the system is played with. uh, So this uncharted territory, at least for me, because I haven't read a manual on it, you know?
0: (laughs) I don't know how many manuals there are. It's interesting, Robert. sound kind of cuts in and out. And, oh, um, I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. Well, I
0: don't think you need to apologize, but it was interesting because um, when I interviewed Scott, the same thing happened, and you know he tried changing his location and everything, and it's like oh, nothing's working. And so my mind's going, well, they're two physical mediums; and they're so powerful <laughs> that they're
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't know. You don't cell,
1: know, the cell stuff that's going on. here. I hope you caught what I was saying. Yeah. I uh, you know, being a teacher, I tend to round a lot, but my apologies on that. I hope. No, but it's, don't, you know, the don't apologize.
0: Is, is, I think you're. It's great. Let me ask you just a nervous system question. Sure. Because um, I, when I started studying this stuff last year, I've been trying to sit on my own uh, with no real intention. Um, you and I'll talk sometime about trance mediumship because I think that's
1: oh yeah awesome
0: yeah. stuff. But I have it's been stuff, yeah. having this uh, like this jolt of electricity from my midsection that like. It's almost like in the movies when somebody's um, getting, like, it's the paddles on them and <laughs> they go clear and their whole body shakes. Wow. Um, but it's coming from um, just below, like center of my ribs, I guess, uh, solar plexus area.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it was so bothersome that I, and it was only when I was sitting with the intention of. You know, connecting and and stuff didn't mm-hmm. hurt. Didn't hurt, but it was weird. And so I googled. I don't even know what I put in the Google search term. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't. You probably did hear my interview with Chris Ratter, the um, the psychic surgeon. And mm. he's a physical medium who works on people. Uh, and there's been healings and stuff that have occurred, but in the book that he wrote, that was one of the um side effects that had started happening with him, and he described it to a T. And so I thought, now this is interesting. So uh I kind of made a pact with the spirit world based on his recommendation, also Arthur, Arthur Finley College, that, you know, that doesn't need to happen. Maybe give me one little jolt to tell me you're here, but then it doesn't have to continue. And no kidding. Once Mm. I put in that request to God, the universe, the spirit team, that's exactly what I get. When I sit, I'll get a couple of those jolts. It doesn't hurt, but it's like, Oh, okay. Team's here. (laughs) And then I just do my best to sit. What, what it's going to develop into. I don't know. And I don't have, I, I don't have the, time that i could sit regularly every saturday or anything like that but uh i have offered myself to be used for the betterment of mankind and um yeah i think i think it's fascinating but when you talk about you know it
1: sounds go ahead oh no i would say it sounds like you're being developed i mean that kind of that kind of activity sounds like they were making headway to to develop you in some way yeah
0: yeah and it happens all the time it happens all the time when i sit and um when you mention the nervous system, I'm thinking, hmm, hmm, hmm. And so this Thanksgiving, I'm going back to um, the Spanian Retreat Center, and there's a course um, called Voices of the Past, and Stuart Alexander is there, and, and uh, oh, Scott Milligan, and Stuart Alexander is retired as a physical medium, but he's going to be doing some lectures, and I just, like, I just can't wait to be back there. And uh, some of the listeners are coming with me, you know, and of course they don't know what to experience, but they they thought, Sandra's there, we're going to be okay. But they're going to find out (laughs) that it's fun and and really great. So I don't know, and sometimes I feel like we're only given what we need to know at the time. Mm -hmm. And so for me, yeah, maybe it's not sitting in a circle, but on my own, you know, sitting and who knows.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, and that's the that's the thing, you know. They'll take you down a path and then move you to another path if if that's what they think you could be best at. Yeah. You know, they they are and they are in total control. Uh, faith in this in this loving force that you know we say are teams, but really they're these beings of of um who you know of, of great mind and great heart, uh, and they work with. They're one of the things they work with our loved ones. You know, I've heard from my mother multiple occasions, um, uh tend to be part of teams that help facilitate certain things that are going on in physical circles or family members. Um, we've had, come across that many times. Um, so there's people are surrounded by, in the development, they're surrounded by a lot of love and a lot of support. Um, you know, sitting by yourself, you still have that same support, um, I'd imagine, right? And having physical uh, reactions like that while you're sitting, is, I think that's pretty stupendous. So the things that we... Came out of one of the things we've come to understand, and, and I was talking to Brian about this, uh, this idea of chi, you know, the old um, notion and ka for the Egyptians, mm-hmm. um, this idea of chi, this energy that that is all around us all the time, that is then used by the body to help manifest physical phenomena, specifically healing, used by you know um, uh, the Taoists, they talked about it, whatever. So this idea of this energy, energy. And that is directly related to the nervous system and uh, runs everywhere where the nervous system runs. So these, this chi this energy, uh, I asked once in the sand circle when I wasn't in the cabinet, I asked about chi. Is chi is a reality? Yeah. You know, and, it, and, and of course, I got knocks, all kinds of knocks. So we, we you know, so this idea that, that this energy force is all around this, this sort of universal energy force can be can be used by us and used by the teams to help facilitate um, you know, uh, uh, a, a growth in our physical bodies so that we can help manifest uh, physical phenomena through them, through the team. So consciousness directed you know, by the team and, and directed by how they want us to grow. But it's, it's a, I think, a very real thing. And so I tend to think about this chi force and how this chi force is possibly related to the development of physical mediumship. Uh, in all its forms, including trans, including um, direct voice, including all of it, and uh, and how and you know, and there's just so many mysteries. So, I would su- I would suggest maybe take a look at 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 that and ask Stuart Alexander and ask Scott Millian about their early development and what that looked like, what that felt like, um, if they can remember, because maybe they went to zero to 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 100 miles an hour real fast, you know and i'm in a model a and i'm just kind of chugging no, along I, I don't know Stuart's story yeah. story but i know um scott it took time and
0: dedication and just uh, i think things happened right at the beginning enough to give him the taste that this is real and then mm-hmm. you know years went by of sitting and yeah and dedication and things so um and and for anyone listening you know, it might sound weird, but there's nothing, and maybe you can agree with this, Rob. It's, there's nothing scary about it. It's, it's love. It's this yeah. feeling of not being alone. And I tell mm-hmm. you, you know, we, I know for myself personally, I spend a lot of time alone. And even mm-hmm. though we record these interviews and share them, it's, as human beings, it's easier to forget who we are and, and, you know, get caught up in our ego and day to day life. But mm-hmm. to sit quietly, and sometimes I just do it just before going to bed, um, and quiet quiet my mind the best I can with a loving intent to connect. And then, you know, I get this little mm. jolt of electricity going through me. But then I'll get visions in my mind's eye of, like, a little snapshot of my father or people that I don't even know. Uh, yeah. And, and one guy showed up in my mind's eye, and I'm like, who are you? Like, I didn't even know and then all of a sudden, I look up. It's Thomas Edison. wow!
1: When oh, I started wow.
0: looking up, and, and for whatever reason, I had been fascinating studying Thomas Edison, and and mm-hmm. uh, and all of a sudden, it's like that's what he looked like in his younger days. You know, like so. I don't know yeah. if, he, if he's coming through or if he's not. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm you know, and I'm really loving learning about the Wright brothers and um, mm-hmm. the. And, but these are people that had dreams that the world said it's not possible. And right. they change the course of humanity. And I think what, what we're doing with AREI and all the afterlife stuff is the day will come that it will be commonplace that we really know, like know that life after death is real. Our ancestors mm-hmm. and relatives are around. Our life is for a purpose. There's ways to connect. And, you know, more importantly, our life is for a reason. And I think that's probably why these things are interesting to me right now because it's like, we got to go for it, and it's okay to fail a thousand times on all these mm-hmm. different experiences. For that one time that you know we have a light bulb, <laughs> so to speak, with like yeah, yeah.
1: And when we move forward to the next uh, sphere, you know, as as Leslie think, you know, Leslie Flint's people would call it, the next sphere, the mm-hmm. afterlife. Um, you know, we will be the team. We will play a part in the team. You know, no doubt we'll be drafted to help out these other circles, you know, I tend to think about, I tend to think about that. Like if so decades from now, when I pass, I'll be, yeah, you know, look, 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 I guess I know what I'll be doing, you know, in the afterlife for, for at least a a long while. I'll be helping to, you know, work with these other teams that are here on earth, you know, and and it's about time. I think humanity needs to step beyond its territoriality, step beyond its its ego, step beyond um, these things that have been holding us back to really kind of, you know, introduce us into this next phase of, of, of understanding reality. You know, get away from the, 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 the reductionist kind of materialist science that we seem to be chained to. I mean, even in our textbooks, it's a ridiculous thing. Um, you know, in science textbooks, there's still... You know, quantum physics, of course, is taking us beyond that a bit, too. So, you know, it's about time that we step out into the greater reality.
0: Yeah, and to have people sitting ourselves and having stuff happen i mean Mm apports is the word for things coming out of nowhere whether it's pennies or dimes or uh you know who gosh only knows what you know at some point you'll be sitting in your circle and um i know a friend of mine and her husband he's he's a physical medium in germany and the two of them just sit together and they had this beautiful huge feather showed up in It it just in their room that was not there when they started, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know. So when Mm -hmm. people start experiencing these kind of things and really get that we're not alone, Mm -hmm. uh, your loved ones are around. You know, don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of life. Mm -hmm. Get excited by this. I think you Mm -hmm. know this kind of thing will be happening. I more than think it. it, it. I I think I know it. I
1: know it. Yeah, and. and the more people that are dedicated to this, you know, and again, like you say, you're slowing yourself down, you're taking yourself out of like the busy day mm-hmm. and the stresses, the worries, the things that are sort of bringing us slowly into our and our you know coffins you know of, of stress we, we are we are releasing ourselves, we're giving us giving ourselves over to um, you know this, this this greater consciousness we're feeling the love we're allowing that connection and that sounds woo-woo to some people, but, you know, it, you know I, would, I, would, I would ask them, anybody, to sit down, turn your cell phone off, sit in the quiet, or put on some light, you know, lovely music in the background. Close your eyes and just breathe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just breathe, right? And just listen to your breath and go through a meditation and just feel that and ask for their loved ones to come through. Ask for their loved ones to come through and just say hello. You know, if they can get over their, their fear, whatever that might be, you know, there is a loved one that will reach out to them and, and will make contact, you know, in some way. I mean, this is exactly how accessible these people are. You say Thomas Edison and, and others, they are, they are people that are accessible to us. It is not far-fetched. It is not far-fetched at all. You, you, know, um, you know, these beings are, are out there uh, to help and connect and to show us and teach us, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And there are and, people uh, back- that are going to call us crazy. And, you know, I'm listening to this audio book on the Wright Brothers, and there was somebody who was, I don't remember who he was, like a commander in the Navy, just a really prominent figure. And he called the Wright Brothers uh, nuts, whatever the word was in, in the <laughs> early 1900s. Yeah. But yeah. crazy, it's never going to happen. It's impossible for man to get in the air. And um, so the really people didn't believe in what they were doing you know so there's going to be good people that have really strong beliefs and i tell anybody who's listening there is reality to this even though some of it sounds kind of crazy i get it you know i do Mm -hmm. i am the skeptic (laughs) discovering life after death Um, but if this piques your interest even a teeny bit there's a reason and i think it's because you've got a spirit team on your side that wants you to get excited and wants to work with you in some way and I tell you Rob this is fun I had such a blast at the symposium and so many like-minded people so much laughter so much fun instead of it mm-hmm. being me you know sitting in my room recording these conversations but having nobody <laughs> in my real life that I talk to about this I want all of us to have people in our circles of people that we see every day that we can talk this stuff about yeah. you know so
1: The growth, the potential for growth is just beyond imagination, you know, connecting to the other side, but also just personal growth, understanding the obstacles that, that we have individually, you know, to get over, you know, are we stuck in a cycle of fear? Are we worried about this? Why is that? I mean, there's a lot of like individual work that we can do with ourselves as we go through this process of connecting to the other side. It's very, very beneficial and it's free. You're not paying some psychiatrist for it either, you know? Not to say that people shouldn't get therapy or whatever, but if they need it. But I'm saying that there is a putic aspect to existing in love with those on the other side. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I had a my last interview was a, a great one, um, and gentleman I was talking to, he was saying when he goes hiking, and he's quieting his mind, and he's just one with the trees and hiking and the sky and everything. He gets these really great words of wisdom that come whether you call it God or the universe. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had told him I'd gone on vacation and I met a security guard that worked at a beach in the Virgin Islands, older guy. And he had the most poetic stories about life and love and what it, you know, the meaning of life. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to get the book that he, he, you know, learned all this stuff. And he says, I didn't learn this from any book. He says, I just listened <laughs> listen to the waves. You know, yeah. and this stuff comes so we look so often outside of ourselves for the answer. Mm -hmm. But just like you said, when we can start paying attention to our breath and quiet, uh, then we Mm -hmm. can listen and we can hear so much. Anyways, Rob, this is so exciting to talk to you. We've already talked an hour though. So I think I should let you get to bed so you can uh, get a fresh start for your teacher day tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else you (laughs) wanted to
0: share that I didn't ask you I think this is just the beginning of a great friendship and um, hearing about your adventures
1: and your dreamy. Yeah absolutely and your adventures as well I that's I'm fascinated now that you told me about the solar plexus zapping I'm absolutely fascinated with that this is I think something we need to get a handle on is yeah. this development process I know it's different for everybody but I really and Craig would agree with this that you know we're all about gathering information so that we can correlate our information and give people some kind of expectancy as to what the process looks like, depending on the, depending on the development. Right. You know, yeah. And that I think important because that is not that that has not yet happened, and AREI is in a good position to 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 develop that. You know, yes. and to see in connecting with others. Um. Uh, other than you know, just re- reiterating uh, the uh, the availability of these interest groups that AREI A- has established through uh, Wendy's Zammit on Facebook and then through the Zoom uh, meetings, I would really encourage anybody that's interested in being part of something like that to reach out and go to Facebook um, and connect with the AREI um, circle there, and you know inquire about being part of this interest group, whatever it might be. And there's, there's several different areas. It's not just the three that I mentioned. It's several different areas. There's more. Um, and uh, who knows what that person can learn? Who knows um, and, or could experience or what that could grow into?
0: Well, when you think about even when our the cell phone technology first came out, there were these giant, big, clunky huge <laughs> things yeah. and to have right. so many minds working on the same project to see how fast technology has changed and i think in the, mm-hmm. world of the afterlife you get enough people working on instrumental trans communication and sitting for physical mediumship and who knows what else happening mm-hmm. um spirit artists whatever but people working together with the same intention uh things will start happening fast and growing fast and there'll be new ways of connecting and um, yeah, it's super duper exciting. And I want to encourage people yeah. too to join AREI. It's either $25 or uh, $35 a year, but to go to afterlifeinstitute.org. Um, pay attention to the website afterlifestudies.org because they'll announce the dates for the 2018 symposium, which
1: we're going to be at. Cause, gosh, yeah. that was so
0: great.
1: I yeah. can't wait. I wish it was like, uh, you know, uh, twice a year, you know, I mean, I'd be there twice a year easy. I mean, it, that, it's that cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I think there's going to be probably, you know, uh, other events put on over time because there's mm-hmm. such a demand. So many people couldn't make that one or there, you know, yeah. we might have to do one in Australia and the UK. Ooh, ooh. You'll travel. I know you will
1: yeah I'll travel I'll go
0: to Australia it'd be great yeah I know me too well Rob (laughs) I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being our guest here today
1: oh it was my absolute uh, pleasure I loved it thank you for having me on
0: yeah of course and um, we'll talk because I want to share yeah you and I will talk talk about transmediumship and and things and and I would love it if you'd be a guest on again and we can just have one of these fireside chats so to speak
1: yeah i Love that. Love that.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It really is fun. And to our listener, thank you for spending this hour with Rob and I. Um, I just love you for listening and so many of you. I got the pleasure to meet at the symposium and so many... Uh, even though I didn't meet you, here in our Facebook group. You can always go to Facebook and type in We Don't Die Listeners, and that's our private Facebook group, our small group of nearly 3,000 people. So I <laughs> love you all. I really do thank everybody for their support. And just know that you're not alone. Not only are there your deceased loved ones and spirit guides that are cheering you on until you cross the finish line when you're Uh, life is over. But there's also people that you have not met yet, and I know you're just connecting to us through the internet and the radio and things, but there are real people here on planet Earth that, Earth that support you and what you're up to. So I'm really excited about in my lifetime, you know, in, in like the near future, having us meet face to face and start some groups together and, you know, even being part of, uh, Wendy Zamet's and AREI's afterlife discussion groups. You know, this is all exciting, exciting times. Your mind might try to tell you that it's not possible. Um, but you know what? It is and uh, our mind is not always our biggest champion, you know, there's a lot of negativity that can come, so it might try to convince you otherwise, but I tell you, uh, magic, miracles, afterlife, it's, it's real, it's the real deal, my friend. So, uh, as a reminder, our home base is we don't die radio dot com. Um, you can get yourself a we don't die blue wristband there. Very fashionable. It's the thing to have. And <laughs> In the inside it says, <laughs> "I am a divine soul." Rob's got one. I know he does. I got one. Yeah, I grew. do. So you just don't forget who you are. You know, that's that's the point of it. And then also um, on we don't die radio I've got a very healing audio called "How to Survive Grief," which grief is just awful and uh i think one of the reasons our teams in the afterlife are trying to connect you with your loved ones is because of how painful grief is and um and for you to know that the afterlife is reality and I created a report also called the 19 reasons to believe in the afterlife so that's a pretty cool report that I have created so in closing I want to thank you for listening thanks again Rob Blackburn for being our fabulous guest and in closing my name is Sandra Champlain and I am so happy that I get to be your host on we don't die radio and I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important and I give you you the um not really challenge or homework or anything but maybe before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning or when you can find some quiet time take rob's advice just sit quietly with that intention to connect to the spirit world to be used uh however you know it feels good if there's a lot of love present but just pay attention to your breath and just see what happens quiet down and that is when we're the most quiet in our minds that we can Really listen. So, want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>